Hey, amigas. This is Valerie, your podcast host, aka Mama Folk. I know I have gotten a lot of new followers, new listeners lately who have been sending me super kind messages. Um, so I will do a brief summary. But first, I just wanted to say, oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm tripping out because normally I record this podcast at night, like after everyone has gone into bed, after I've done everything on my to-do list, literally after the end of a long, hard day of just life and work. And right now I'm recording at one in the afternoon. My daughter is napping. There is a loud airplane outside. Not sure if you guys can hear. Um, And I have like my atrium door. We have like a little uh, sliding door in our bedroom that connects to like an atrium in the middle of our house. And it is a vibe. I'm into it. Um, And I have it open. Oh my gosh. Do you guys hear that? <laughs> so loud. It's never this loud. But um, so I'm literally just like sitting in the sunlight. My door is open. So that's why it's like extra loud outside. But um, I'm just like sitting in the sunshine And it's so nice. I have a lot of things I have to do after I record this. But the reason why I am recording now is because um, I cannot record tonight. We have some lovely friends coming over for dinner. And then early tomorrow, we're going to be leaving for Palm Springs, just me and Zach. Zach is my husband, for those who don't know. Um, We've been married for almost 10 years in June, which is so crazy. Um, And honestly, we just haven't had alone time in a very long time like we go on dates and such but we haven't had literally like two days to ourselves and so we're very excited um we're going to the ace hotel in palm springs which in a way is overhyped but it is my happy place it's a little pricey but i recommend staying there if all you want to do is just like be at the hotel and like take advantage of that because For me, like if we're going to be on the go, I'll just be like super stingy and just like book a whatever type of hotel or Airbnb if we're going to be gone all day, you know, but if we're going to be chilling at the hotel, majority of our time spent there, I want it to be in a super vibey aesthetic place that makes me feel very relaxed and I love the ace for that. I feel like it's The view is just beautiful by the pool. You can see the mountains. So like the sunrise and sunset with like the mountains in the back is just amazing. And um, they serve pretty good coffee there. I actually haven't found a coffee shop that I love in Palm Springs. If you guys have any recommendations, I mean, this will come out after we had already stayed there, but for next time, because we go pretty often with and without the kids. But um, yeah, and we we love a few breakfast spots in the area I can share. I'm just like really excited and I feel like for the first time in our marriage, like this is the most we've we actually had like a conversation about it last night. Um this is the most that we've like both felt very like connected and like very self-aware and I don't know if it's just because we're both in therapy right now for different reasons, but I think just like prioritizing our mental health is causing us to be like the best version of ourselves at home which is honestly so incredible because for a long time we were just like stuck in a rut where like mostly me where I had just felt defeated from like the day and I would just at the end of the night want to watch tv and just like 
I call it like my zombie mode, like just tune out the world. You know, it's like I'm there, but I'm not really there because anything else, anything outside of that just felt too draining and exhausting. But I was also like in my mind being passive (laughs) about like confronting certain things. So we're just very excited to get that time to connect. We kind of have a crazy month ahead of us with February, lots of birthdays, all good things, but I'm just excited for us to like do this before a busy month. And this trip, so like Christmas break was honestly a shit show. I don't think I even talked about this when we recapped like our holiday stuff and my birthday party, but um, I just like, it was a lot. So we had this trip. Well, Zach had this trip booked for us and he was surprising me with it. And then super last minute, we all got sick right when we were like feeling better. Um, my tooth drama happened where like on Christmas Eve, I shared about this. My tooth was hurting, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. I had to go in and get it taken out like super last minute, which is fine. I asked the dentist like, Hey, can I still go to Palm Springs and just like chill by the pool? And he's like, yes, of course, just take your antibiotics. Um, so my in-laws came and picked up the kids. They were there for a night. And then the next morning we got a call that my in-laws were not feeling well. So then we had to pick them up. And while that was happening, I wasn't feeling well because of my antibiotics and it took me out for the week. And it would, I feel like everyone just got sick around Christmas or like during Christmas break, which like, you know, that's the way it goes, which is fine. But on top of that, Zach was planning my birthday party and wasn't like telling me much about what was going on because he wanted to surprise me. Then he had to cancel and postpone the hotel, which was like kind of annoying. They weren't being annoying about it. It was just like annoying that he had to do it. He had to do it twice. Um... And then what else happened? Our car payment got taken out. Like they charged us twice. So that was like a lot of money that got taken out of our bank account. And our phone bill for some reason did the same. And I'm going to be like really honest. I do not handle the adult stuff like that. Like I don't even know how or who to call to make a phone payment or a car payment. Zach handles all of that. And so a lot of the responsibility was like falling on him and I couldn't help out because I was feeling so weak and fatigued from my medication from my tooth. And like, I just, it was to the point I didn't want to eat anything. And, uh, which honestly is like weird for me. I love food. I could eat all day. Um, and on top of that too, what else? Oh my gosh. I, on top of that, my mom was like getting ready to stay for like a week and a half with us and that put us on edge for valid reasons and so it was just a lot it was it was a lot and then on top of that being on host mode and then the day of my birthday party I woke up and I felt semi-normal but I like still wasn't a hundred percent there but I was like whatever I have to shake my butt and dance it out on the dance floor tonight so it was just a lot that like the day my mom left she left around like early evening um, we went to bed early that day or that night and in the middle of the night, Zach said he felt like he was going to have a heart attack. Like his left arm went numb and his heart started beating super fast, which like is a concern for us because, um, 
his biological dad he has a lot of like health issues on both biological sides of the family um and his biological dad has had like mini heart attacks and mini strokes already and zach just like runs like high energy but also high stress so i was sound asleep i had a great night of sleep but he was saying he was like he was like i'm going to have a heart attack right now he was like already coming to terms of like i need to call 911 and then nothing came of that and so the next morning he told me and i was like i think the stress was just hitting your body from everything so anyways he's had a really hard week at school this week too with some students and some parents so with all that to say we're just so excited to get the heck out of here and escape for a few days and connect and sit in the sun and go swimming and just take it super easy so um highly recommend the ace hotel if you guys are breakfast lovers like me eat at farm they have like a i don't know how to say this word andouille andouille i don't know like a andouille sausage uh omelet oh with potatoes and their crepes with bananas and uh nutella is just oh my gosh my mouth is watering right now i haven't eaten lunch because i'm a psycho so i'm just like hungry for anything but their food there's really good that's farm not sponsored i just love them and that's like our go-to place also like it's just a cute place in general to like take someone but um they like each of the glasses and the plates and like the napkins and the silverware they're all different like they're all vintage and they're all different colors different styles so it just makes the the tablescape look so cute but um yeah i don't really have any favorite dinner spots in palm springs we normally go to joshua tree um we love barbecue so we go to pappy and harriet's which we're doing that's our happy place so anyways i will if you guys are interested i can do like a full-on guide because we are like not just like foodies but like food snobs like i'm like if i'm gonna pay almost 20 dollars for food it better be good i can't justify going to like a bougie mexican restaurant because mexican street food it's just better on the street so i'm like no i'm not gonna pay not even ten dollars for like a plate of enchiladas you know so um but i know palm springs like a lot of people like mexican restaurants out there i personally don't i've been to a few of them um just bite the bullet and go to joshua tree for barbecue it's freaking it's a vibe there's no service there so you unplug we met heath ledger there on our anniversary um when was this a few years ago i think it was our five-year anniversary actually wow anyways i am blabbing so much um (laughs) i'm not sponsored by any of these restaurants or hotels but these should sponsor me because i faithfully go to these places i love them so much um so yeah i can do a brief summary for all my new listeners and this episode will be a ask me anything i did an ask me anything on instagram stories and you guys sent in some good questions some of them are actually on more the religious side and I don't want to get too into like faith and religion just because like not because I don't want to but because of a lot of like listeners probably aren't even religious so like I don't know how that would I don't know maybe I'm overthinking it but some of them are like very complex too that I don't even know how I feel and confused about so we'll get into those but um 
brief summary. So I am a content creator. I have this podcast. I have been married, like I mentioned earlier, for almost 10 years. Um, we have two kids, Hendrix and Rio. And uh, we, I feel like that that's all there is to it. I had been a f- professional photographer for 10 years, mostly did weddings, did a lot of lifestyle, started shooting for brands like five or six years ago and that's a lot of people ask me how I even got my foot in content creation and I think it's because I was already working with brands before like but more shooting behind the scenes or like doing like um their collections and their lines so I think my name was already thrown into the mix and when I kind of started slowly transitioning out of weddings I think that was just like and once we had kids too like I think a lot of brands just I don't know, we're interested in using me and our family for whatever reason. So that's how I, it just fell into my lap. And I'm super grateful because it allows me to transition out of my wedding photography job, which had been very draining and exhausting for me and also my family. I just missed out on a lot of family time. Um, I was working like six days a week between that and just like being a parent. It's just a lot So um, my last official year was last year and I had made the decision back in 2021 to quit weddings, but I had to finish it, finish out the following year. So now I focus on content creation. I have a project called Moms on Film. I have fallen, re-fallen in love with uh, shooting film. Um, I started and learned back in 2011, so a long time ago, and I failed my film class at um, the local college I was going to in Orange County, and which is so ironic because that was when I started my photo business. And so I actually t- took a break from film after that happened because I was just like super intimidated, focused on digital, enjoyed it. And then I would say five years ago, I started shooting film again, picked it back up, decided I'm going to kick this thing in the ass. Um, and so far, so good. I started Moms on Film with it. Moms on Film is a uh, is where I photograph moms on film, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it's more like collaborative and styled than most uh, maternity or mom and baby shoots. Um, I am very passionate about making moms feel hot, honestly. Like, moms are incredible whether our bodies change or we age. Um, The fact that we, I don't want to say bring life into the world because there are other ways of being a mom um, and not just through pregnancy, uh, whether it's adoption or fostering or just mothering someone else. I don't know. It, It looks so different. And so... I'm just, it's just such a, both a privilege and the hardest thing to do. And there's no one else in the world that can relate like mothers can. And so um, with that being said, I'm just passionate about giving them a space to feel beautiful, giving them a space to feel creative. And even with that, focusing a lot on BIPOC women, because when I was pregnant with my first back in 2016 there was no one else I would look up maternity photos and there there was no one that looked like me um 
And so I'm just like passionate about that. I want to bring moms of all colors and stages and ages and socioeconomic circles, whatever. I want to, there's a space, there's space for all of us. There's room for all of us. So anyways, I just went on a tangent about my own business, but, um, I just wanted to show how moms on film is different than most like photography sessions uh with like moms and kids or pregnancy whatever so anyways you guys get the point um the website is momsonfilm.co do not go to momsonfilm.com unless you want your computer to crash or you want viruses on your computer or your phones because um it's very niche in a certain type of industry so yeah (laughs) so momsonfilm.co um so okay that is a brief summary on our days off we like to go to the beach we like to be outside my husband and i are both very active people our kids are active too um but we also like in our downtime just enjoy slowness at home we've been focusing a lot lately on what rest means how do we recharge and uh it looks differently depending on the week sometimes it can be time at home and sometimes it can be going down to the beach and spending all day there so yeah that's basically all there is to i'm trying to think i'm like is there anything else that i do um just those three things for now content creation photography for moms and this podcast so um thanks for tuning in if you're new i feel like i normally don't blab that much about certain things and i'm sorry that i did but that is me so whatever you're still here hopefully um so we can get into the ask me anythings and the reason why i even wanted to do this was because i so one of my biggest fears is being misunderstood and um although social media is a cool thing and can make you feel connected to the people that you follow or the conversations you have i'm just like a firm believer in like real life friendships and relationships is where it's at um i have met amazing people through instagram who have become some of my close friends um but unless you're doing real life with people that you meet from the internet or talk to from the internet i just i feel like you still don't know that person and i so with that i just i have this fear of feeling misunderstood i don't want anything i say to get taken out of context or for people to assume certain things about me. So um, one thing that's fun, like I I am a very transparent person. Like you ask me anything and I will answer it 100% how I feel. Um, I'm just not loud about a lot of my thoughts on social media for some personal reasons. And so I feel like doing an episode like this would be the perfect way to I don't know, hopefully have my audience get to know me a little bit deeper. So um, social media is weird. That's all I'm going to say. It's it's really weird because I've even felt that way where like I feel like I know someone and I actually I like actually don't know them at all. And it's like and then you feel bad for even having assumptions in the first place, which I think is natural. It's bound to happen. But <clears throat> Let's get into it. I keep talking. So what's your favorite fashion era? Mm, 
And some of these questions I'm going to answer like really fast or just like really go into it because I'm like, wait, I want to give so much. So my favorite fashion era, mm, I I love like 70s and 80s clothing styles, like the the fur coats and like the big hair and stuff. But I feel like it's not me on a day-to-day basis. Like I feel like if I truly dress like that every day, I feel would feel like I'm wearing a costume. So um, I'm inspired by it for sure. And I think some of my style like comes from trends from that era. But I think hands down my favorite fashion era and it's because I like wear it on the daily is a late 80s, early 90s, like mom, dad, athletic look. I love, I love a good sporty spice moment. (laughs) I love like the jean like the high-waisted like kind of baggy jeans or straight jeans with like nike cortezes and a cute crop top i love wearing colors like red and white and i've been into blue lately which i never thought would happen so um i like the like yeah like the classic like old vintage like effortless athletic style so but they're all honestly so freaking good and like major props to people who like fully commit to dressing like that era because i just like can't put my mind to any any like specific thing like i feel like i'm all over the place so oh hello okay um where and how do you find inspiration and organize your creative thoughts into fruition i love this because i mean in general people go through ruts creative people, photographers, writers, we really go through ruts and it's bad. And I feel like our first response is to like fight them. Um, But sometimes you just got to go through that. And that does not, that's not even what the question is about. I don't know why I said that. But (laughs) um, on the flip side, finding inspiration. Honestly, I find inspiration. I'm learning that it looks, it looks very different. I have different ways of finding inspiration and sometimes it's like just hanging out with like like like-minded people like other creative people because sometimes they point things out that you don't even see about yourself or your art or your skill and so it's just nice to kind of like process with them and to get like not necessarily like their feedback but just like ways to encourage you and lift you up and like new creative ways to do certain things I don't know so um that is one of the things another thing is just honestly taking breaks I feel like when I take a break um I'm able to like reground and refresh and come in with like a fresh pair of eyes um I also love old movies and old music I I feel like a lot of you guys know this I am a music queen I I listen to so many different types of music and it's just so dependent on my mood and like I guess what I'm feeling inspired by and I just I get inspired by nostalgia even if it's for a time that I've never lived I just find something so beautiful about like old movies and old music like it's so crazy to me um and yeah I just I'm a very visual person so I feel like I have to like go outside a lot I have to like get out of like my little city sometimes I find inspiration in like the places I go to every day like my favorite coffee shop 
<laughs> and then other times I feel like I get inspiration like even if I'm driving an hour away and I'm like in a new city like anytime I'm like in LA for example I just feel in anything new I'm like whoa this is so unfamiliar to me like this is really cool um so those are ways to find inspiration for me personally organizing them I have a journal and I also have a list on my phone the list on my phone is mostly because my ideas just come to me in the middle of the night and I just have to like jot them down so like I have it on my list like on my notes app on my phone of like moms on film conceptual shots that I really want to bring to real life it just matters on like the person I want to make sure like whoever I'm doing that with like that it feels like themselves because I think that's super important to art too is like the authenticity that comes with it um so I have like my notes app with me I journal if I'm outside the other day I was sunbathing for like an hour and I just was like jotting things down in Spanish like I was listening to old music from like the 60s from um this band I think they're from Mexico and I was super inspired and I just started writing away in Spanish. So, um, and sometimes I like, I write things out and I like give myself permission to like, just because I had a vision doesn't mean I have to fully go out of my way to like make this happen. Like even the fact that it was an inspiration in the moment is so beautiful to me. Um, I don't know if anyone relates to that, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how, and if anyone has tips on that I would love to hear about that because I I just find like creatives and art so fascinating like everyone has their own way of doing things um and we live in like a an area where there are a lot of young creatives and entrepreneurs and it's just like so cool but um next question what's the cheese man girl I don't know I don't have any cheese man my life is <laughs> honestly very boring which I will take it you know mm, if I think of any achievement trust me you guys will be hearing about it but as of now my mind is blank I'm so sorry I've let all the cheese muscles down um how have you found your mom community mm, that's a good question um some of it is through local moms that live in my area on Instagram I think everyone like Instagram's honestly a small world everyone just like kind of knows of each other or like knows someone that knows the same person and um I think with my platform I've just had a lot of like really cool mom friendships that are like hey I live in the area blah blah um I have like that circle of people and then I have an even smaller circle of like my super close friends that have kids um, and it's like 50 50 between like my super close friends that i do life with every single day every week half of them do have kids and the other half don't so it's a very interesting mix um but a lot of my friends that i've met have been at church honestly um our church has a lot of young families and i'm super grateful that our church prioritizes community-based things and just all about like connecting and doing life with people so half through social media half through a uh, church and with that being said 
um last year i started hosting like mom meetups like beach days and then i had to take a break just because of like mental health stuff i felt like i couldn't host and be like myself um during that time but the beach meetups were very cool like i was shocked at how many people came to the first one um and i think honestly hosting things like that like if you live in an area where that's like not a thing i feel like where i live specifically people everyone here loves community it's very easy i cannot tell you how many times i like go into a coffee shop and i see like friends or familiar faces and it is like such a cool feeling it's like kind of like small town vibes except it's not like we don't live in like a super small town you know so um if you live in an area that doesn't do that naturally like be the first one to do that honestly just like find some moms through gosh i don't even know how like people meet moms in other ways outside of church and social media honestly but um be the one to like organize things like that just be like hey or just invite a few moms and just be like hey do you guys want to go to the park this day do you guys want to come to my house and then the more you do it I promise you the more other people will see it and want to be a part of that and it's just it's all about doing it that's I feel like that's all I can say going to interrupt this podcast real quick so if you are a tummy ache queen like me I know you're in need of good probiotics have you heard of tepache if you're Latina I know you have Tepache is a fermented pineapple drink that is good for you and your gut health. I'm instantly reminded of splitting some tepache with my tío and my cousins last summer in Mexico. De La Calle has turned an authentic Mexican tepache recipe into a modern sparkly probiotic drink that is full of vitamins and magnesium. It's also low on sugar, which means you could even have one before bed without feeling the jitters. You can find De La Calle at stores like Target and Sprouts or even online. If you shop online, you can use the code AMIGAS15 to save 15% off your first order. That is AMIGAS, A-M-I-G-A-S, 15. You guys need to try De La Calle. They were one of the sponsors at my Latina event, and they have truly become a part of my house and my lifestyle. And just having tepache makes me feel so connected to my culture and my family. Again, that is 15% off your first order, AMIGAS15. Next question is things you wish you knew as a first time mom. I have definitely answered this in my stories before. Oh, and I felt so inspired in that moment with what I wrote. I, okay, they'll come to me as I start talking. So the first thing, I wish I wasn't so afraid to ask for help, honestly. Um, I, okay, so everyone is different, okay? The way I am is obviously due to how I grew up. I grew up with very aggressive parents and critical parents. Love them. And I'm in a good good place for the most part with them. But that turned me into a people pleaser and to be afraid to ask for help. Anytime I asked for help as a kid, I would get in trouble or I would like be told like figure it out, you know. So that learning that about myself it's very interesting how as a first-time mom in the middle of transition and it was also partly my age I was a very young mom um I think I was 24 when I had Hendrix uh I just like I wish I wasn't so afraid to ask 
people for help. <laughs> it's super simple. Um, it's like, it's funny saying that. I don't know, like now, I don't know, because now I'm just like, oh, I'm very, in other ways, I'm still like afraid to ask for help. And it's because of my own pride. Like I want to like have that like sense of fulfillment. Like I did it by myself, but I just went through a lot of anxiety through my first year of being a mom. And I'm so sad. I feel like the anxiety robbed uh, the joy that I could have experienced my first year. And obviously things happen for a reason. And I feel like now because of that experience and knowing that I've turned into like, for the most part, a very peaceful, easygoing. I'm not a perfect mom. I definitely lose my temper. But before, it's like the little things, just to give you an example, like breastfeeding in public. I was so scared to do that with Hendrix. I don't know why. I could literally get my boob out right now and like not even care who sees it, you know? So um, I just, I wish I wasn't so afraid. Um, I wish I could have like just told myself more that it was going to be okay. Like I, that was the first time in my life where I just experienced like really bad control issues and just like, um, I think to like image issues, like I wanted people to f- know that I had it all together. Um, and also too, that was like one of the busiest years I had in my career as a wedding photographer. And so like everything, it was just like a recipe for disaster, honestly. And sometimes we have to go through that to like learn, you know, um, other things I wish I would have been able to have a better community and I think because like I said I was super young I was in a very weird place where like our friends were barely getting married and we had got at that point had been married for almost four years so um I just felt very like lonely um and I felt I wasn't emotionally mature at the time I had some other friendships too that were a little toxic and draining and so I think it was just like a it was a mix of all these things right and on top of that being like really young and so I just had a really hard time with anxiety I wish I could have just told myself like it's gonna be okay and that things were going to um there's gonna be an end to certain things you know not to be super focused on like a timeline and stuff but I feel like if I had reminded myself of that like my mindset and my perspective would have been very different um I wish I knew it was easy to get out of the house with a kid okay let me hold on let me back up as I said that I was like that's not true (laughs) it is kind of true but what I mean with that is like my time at home with my baby or my kids are going to be way harder than if I just like pack up the car load up on snacks and just go, you know, and thankfully we live in Southern California. The weather here is always great. It's January and I'm sunbathing right now, you know, as I'm recording this. Um, but I just like wish I knew it didn't have to feel so daunting to like go out, like just do it, just like pack and go because being inside for too long, especially, especially if your identity, um, and your lifestyle is, a stay-at-home mom, like, it's very hard to, uh, to be home during your free time with their kids. So if I can, I'll take them to the beach. It's different because they're in school now, so our our lives have changed a lot since being a first-time mom and having babies. Um, but 
yeah, I don't know if any of this is like helpful to people. Um, another thing too is like, these are mostly things that have helped me instead of being like, oh, I wish I knew this, but like I prioritized and I feel like a lot of you guys know this. I prioritized getting up early, even if I went to bed late, even if my babies woke me up. Cause especially like with babies, you know, it was either I wake up early and like miss out on sleep or I wake up late and on time with my baby. Like I wake up to my baby waking me up and like I'm caught in like a moment of like frazzlement or I don't know if that's a word, but like, I don't know, just like a mood of being like frazzled and all over the place. I, some people can handle that. They can handle, they thrive in chaos. I do not. I like, I'm very like sensitive to my surroundings and my mood and stuff. So if I wake up to chaos, I'm going to feel like chaos all day. Um, so something that I had started doing was just waking up like even an hour early to just get myself ready for the day and to stretch and do things like that to make me feel like little things like I'm feeding into myself before I start the day off with my kids, you know, and like I will go on forever. You guys know me. I will go on forever about how everyone needs to be stretching every morning because I'm in my 30s and I could tell you I don't have hip pain. I don't have back pain. I can bend down and not be like, oh, my back, you know, like that's guys, we need to be stretching, start stretching and working on your splits. I still got my splits going. It's going to help you out mentally and physically because we carry so much stress and tension in our bodies that if there's no release, like it's just going to hurt us even more. Um, also, I'm a huge advocate of like moms need alone time. You need alone time to either go catch up with a friend, go read a book, go shopping. And I do not count a shower as self-care. Like when people say, I took a sh like self-care, I took a shower. I'm like, no, that is a human right. That should not be your definition of self-care. Like go get your nails done, go for a walk by yourself, throw on a podcast, throw on Hey Amigas and listen to me because I'm your amiga telling you that you as a mom are, you've earned all the self-care in the world, okay? <laughs> Um, yeah, those are just like, I'm just so passionate about moms getting, it's, it's honestly a hard balance. It is a very hard balance between getting alone time for yourself, feeding into your kids, and then having alone time with your spouse. Those are like the three biggest components of time as like, I guess, being in a partnership and having kids. Um, and yeah, thankfully, like my partner's like super goes over and beyond with like prioritizing my needs and I hope that I do that for him too and anyways that's all I have to say I'm going on a tangent again um okay my weekly routine I don't know if I have like a weekly thing so okay I definitely do stretch every morning um right now I've been going to the gym every day except yeah I go like five days a week so that's been definitely a huge part of my routine as of lately. Um, aside from just like the basics, like laundry and cleaning and stuff. Um, we have people over for dinner between one to two times a week. That is very important for my husband and I to host people over and to, there's just such a love language with like cooking and feeding. And sometimes we don't always cook. Sometimes we just get takeout and eat it here. Um, but that's definitely part of our weekly routine. 
Um, trying to think what else. Going to the beach, honestly, if the weather permits, I have to get my beach dip in, even if the water's freezing. Little things like that. Um, that's all that's coming to mind, honestly. I'm I'm sure I'll think of something else in a little bit, but that's all I got. Okay. Um, where are you guys at? in the process of adoption and fostering. This is such a fun question. And I love this because we've been very transparent for um, the past few years about fostering. So just to give some context, back in 2020, we became certified foster parents, but the space we were living in at the time was not suitable for the age we were interested in. And like Rio was living in our closet and we were in a two bedroom um split level like condo slash townhome so we were like okay we are going to wait to get a bigger place so that we can start doing this so we landed on this four bedroom house which has been amazing and honestly such a blessing for our family and just for hosting and like building community here um so we we moved in the summer of 2021 and then we were like okay it was like late summer, so basically fall. So we're like, let's get through the fall season. I That's always my busiest time with work, well, for weddings. Um, so then we're like, okay, 2022. <coughs> 2022, <laughs> we were ready to do the thing. And then I had a lot of mental health stuff like really come up. And I think it was triggered by my mom moving out of state and me just like realizing like, wait, I have a lot of unresolved trauma and trauma I didn't even know that I had, um, that I needed to confront. And that took me out for the year. Last year was my flop era because of this. I felt very, um, I had depressive episodes. I don't want to say I was depressed because I feel like that's, I don't know if I actually was, but I definitely had depressive episodes. Um, I was dealing a lot with like my gut health issues that kind of um started like an eating disorder for me and so it was just a lot of heaviness that I was not prepared for and um I was also in the middle of like finishing my career and with that I I'm so thankful that I didn't that our family didn't start fostering until I was done with my uh like my career with wedding photography because there's no way in hell I would have been able to do both things super well so um now it's a new year i'm out of weddings i'm in therapy i just feel so refreshed and grounded so to answer the question we are going to we have to get recertified so we're going to do that in the spring yeah and that's gonna be that's gonna be crazy and i'm actually like i don't know how transparent or how I shouldn't say transparent, how vocal I want to be about that online because out of respect for the families and the kids that will probably be um, doing life with, I don't know. I just, everything is up in the air. I would, I have no idea what's going to happen, but that is a plan for now unless something changes. And at this point, I've just realized like I can't really stick to my plans because life will throw different things at you and you have to just like roll with it. So do you feel pressure as a Christian on this platform to be a witness via social media? Um, I used to. And then 
for me personally, I don't think that I can be, um, that this is my only source of witnessing. Like I can tell you a hundred percent, like being a witness on social media for me is not a thing because I value real life interactions, conversations, people so much more. And I know that that's where I need to be. Like, it's very easy to just share a graphic online about like Jesus loves you and this and that. But I'm like, let's just do it. Like why it feels, I'm not saying everyone is performative, but like, and I've, I have even come, I've done this before, like sharing those graphics and things like that. Um, but I'm learning for me personally. It's just, I need to, I'm being called to do that in person with my community, um, with people around me and my interactions. I'm a firm believer in, in let's show people that we love them through our actions and not Facebook fights or Facebook comments. <laughs> so yeah, I don't necessarily feel pressure anymore. I think a few years ago I would have felt differently, but now I'm just like, the pressure for me is like in real life. I want to make sure I'm like loving everyone, strangers, random interactions I'm having. I want to make sure that they feel the purpose behind interactions and conversations that I'm having with them. Like I just, I want to be a light. That's like all that I'm, that's all that I'm worried about. Um, With so many different options in California, what was the process of finding a home church like? So I got super lucky. I didn't grow up in where I live now. Um, I grew up in the high desert. And so when I moved down here in 2011, I moved in with my best friend and her aunt and uncle. And they were, they, yeah, they, they had just uh, launched a, um, like a, what's it called? Like a church. It was like a mega church in Orange County, but they had launched like the Huntington Beach um what am I saying? You know, like the, the, I don't even know what that's called. So anyways, they basically opened a new church. That's, that was a part of the mega church at the time. So I just like fell into that and we are now like a separate independent church. And, um, we just like have stuck with it through this whole time. So since like 2011, like have been a part of that church, even after living out of state for a bit, we, when we moved back to California, we were immediately like, we are going back to our home church and it's grown so much. And it's crazy to see some of the same people that I've seen 10 years ago, being a new person in a city, in a church. And so I feel like I can't really answer this question because I just like fell into this and it has been the most amazing thing. And I had times I had moments where I was like, should we church hop? Like I like, or have we outgrown this like community? But like, we feel so confident and like, we need to be where we're at right now. So yeah. Um, did you get to an age and point in life where you have felt ready to start having kids or it just happened? Oof, it just happened for me. <laughs> I had gotten pregnant. Um, yeah. And I knew in that moment, I was like, I freaking just got pregnant. So um there was that (laughs) i was planning on waiting five more years um so probably would have been a total of like eight years before i i guess quote had wanted to start having kids and i actually really wanted to adopt first and got pregnant and 
yeah, plans change and that's okay. Uh, everything worked out and I'm obviously super grateful that my life turned out the way that it did. But I think to say with that though, um, I don't think you're ever fully a hundred percent ready. Like I don't feel like, I don't feel like anyone is ever like, this is the perfect time. Um, I do think that there are certain like things, I don't know, certain things that you should have kind of figured out before you have kids though. And part of that is like obviously financial stability. And I think the biggest thing is being in a safe and loving partnership. Um, I think that is super important and, uh, I could not imagine having kids in a relationship where I didn't feel that, you know? So, um, I feel like those things, like if you're planning, I mean, I like, I don't want to say like accidents happen. My child was a freaking accident, but, um, sometimes things don't go according to plan. And I don't know. I just, I feel like when that happens, when it is like out of plan, out of whatever you had envisioned, um, your body does go into like a fight or flight and your instincts just kind of kick and you, and you just figure it out. Um, but I think if you are in a position where you can control that, um, just know that you don't ever feel fully ready and that's okay. It's one of those things where it's like being a parent is humbling because you just don't have control anymore. You just have to live every day without control, which that is the biggest reason why I do have such a strong faith is because I'm like, frick man, like that, the idea of not needing control is obviously a hard practice, but like for me, it's also a very freeing feeling. Like it's weird, like it's hard, but very freeing. Like, I don't care. I don't have to like have this plan. Cause like not to make it all cheesy, but like God's going to have a plan or God has a plan, you know? So, um, again, easier said than done. <laughs> I've had my moments, but, um, yeah, just to like encourage anyone if you're in a place where you're like, I kind of want to have kids, but like, I don't know. It seems scary. My time, my body's going to change. Like, obviously, yes to all those things. And those are very valid fears to have. But um, I don't know if you if it's been on your heart, like you're never going to feel fully ready. So you might as well just do it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, uh. What are some ways you've been able to establish boundaries in all types of relationships? Oh my gosh. Therapy. <laughs> the validation from my therapist telling me I need to place boundaries. <laughs> boundaries is such a hard, such a weird thing. We like view, at least I view it like very negative for so long. But I'm realizing if you just establish, even if they're small boundaries from the beginning, it won't feel super harsh having to place boundaries after like a fallout, you know? Um, so I think honestly, depending on the boundaries and what the situation looks like, go to therapy or like at least to talk to someone that you feel safe with and loved so that they can help you validate those boundaries because I feel like there's a lot of guilt and uh, questions that come up with placing boundaries. Do you make friends with non-religious people? Oh, of course, of course. And I have a lot of friends who aren't religious or aren't Christians and I love them anyway. And I only want to see them be loved and feel safe. That's all I can say about that. 
is Mexico City a toddler-friendly trip or best for adults? Um, I would say yes for both. Um, the first time my husband went to Mexico City was with our kids. And honestly, like, we, we do travel. We prioritize traveling with our kids. So I think this depends on the person you are. Um, yeah. So when we went to Mexico City, it's like – it's basically like a New York like you, I would recommend bringing a stroller and like finding some things to do in the area to help you like plan with kids, but also like not having like a crazy itinerary um, and just being flexible. But we walked almost everywhere. My, I have family in Mexico City, my uncle and cousins and such, my grandparents. So we spent half the time seeing them. But um, yeah, I mean, Mexico City, it's, they have restaurants, coffee shops. It's just like a big city, you know? So um, there are some parks just kind of like in the middle of the city, which is really cool. Like anytime we felt like the kids like just needed to run around or needed to have fun, like we stopped at a park and we just like let them roam. Um, but then we went last year with our friends and left the kids here. And that was really fun because I feel like we got to experience it so differently like it's just different obviously when you travel without kids like you aren't on like a schedule you aren't thinking about naps you aren't thinking about like I need to feed them or this and that and so um I would say if you can do one of each because there's so much beauty in taking your kids to travel and I think a lot of parents like which this is valid don't want to deal with like having to bring the kids along because you know you're not going to like enjoy it but also it benefits them so much like being thrown off their schedules, being in another country, being surrounded by a different culture and language. Like, I think that that is super beneficial. And that is a, one of the things that I'm super grateful my parents did with me. Um, yeah. So I would say do it with kids, do it without, just go, just go easy to do. Right. (laughs) How much Spanish do you and your husband speak at home? My husband actually doesn't speak a whole lot, but he, well, He's trying. If I honestly talk to him in Spanish, he understands. But he also has moments where he's like, can you slow down? Or like just unfamiliar words. But for the most part, um, he understands. It's a conjugation that's hard for him. For me, I've been a little lazy girl lately talking in Spanish. um, Because my kids are asking me very like complex questions right now. And I almost like don't have the energy to like make myself like answer in Spanish, but I know I need to, I'm admitting that and I'm holding myself accountable. And thankfully my son goes to a dual immersion school. So he's getting a lot of Spanish. He's learning to read and write in Spanish, which is awesome. Um, but I would say honestly, like 50, 50, like I feel like half the week I speak in Spanish and then the other half is just like English. So, um, there is that. And thankfully my family predominantly speaks Spanish. So, when they're around with the kids and with my husband, like for them, they just like need to adapt. So yeah. Um, new here and about to start listening to your podcast. Thank you so much. Wow. Um, I hope you're enjoying it so far. (laughs) Uh, Christian culture, sorry, Christian drinking culture in the church. So many young people struggling with alcoholism. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like not just young, but old people and everyone, there's a lot to be struggling with right now. Um, I, I feel like this is very, very complex because I had different 
stages in life where I felt very convicted and strong about this and then other stages where I was just like, I don't really care. For me right now, I think if you do not feel convicted by it, then it's not a big deal. If you know your limits, if you know your boundaries. Um, for me, I do not enjoy getting drunk. So if I am drinking, it's kind of in a social setting or like, honestly, I love the taste of red wine. Like I, I love it dry and strong. Um, I have a weird taste palette because I like also just drink straight up black coffee or I don't know. I like IPAs, things like that. So for me, I do, if I do drink, it is because of the taste or like in a social setting, but I also like don't need to, like, I don't care enough to have those drinks. Um, I hate the feeling of being drunk or out of my physical and mental control. Um, so I just know that I wouldn't really like struggle with that. And I did for, um, I mean, I don't want to say I struggled with it, but in high school, I like went through like a really intense party phase. Um, and it just like didn't do any good for me. So I think because I was exposed and went through that at a young age, like I don't have a desire for it now. Um, and if other Christians are drinking and don't feel convicted, more power to them. Like I don't believe that every Christian has the same convictions. Like maybe some Christians are very against tattoos and I personally am not. So we are all different. I think that's between, that is between you and the Lord Jesus, our savior. <laughs> um, and yeah, to kind of talk about the second half of that, like so many young people struggling with alcoholism, the one person I know who's an alcoholic um, is a older family member. I don't want to get too into it out of respect, but um, they're older. They're not young. I feel like I actually don't know any young people who are struggling with it. I feel like there are a lot of younger people struggling with um, other things. And yeah, I just, I just feel like, I hope I answered this, like, <coughs> in a good way, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I could just end it with, like, that is between you and God, you know. Okay, guys, one more interruption. You know that we are sun lovers. We are at the beach every week, in the sun, every day. There are so many benefits to being outside. What better way to get vitamin D and sun protection than with Sunbum? Because of their safe ingredients for us and our little ones, they have become a necessity in our home that we use daily. You guys, seriously, my kids have been using their stuff since they were babies. My favorite product is the glow screen. I use it as a primer before makeup or I honestly just leave it as is for a no makeup look. Sunbum is made for all skin types and are vegan and paraben free and cruelty-free. You can use the code HEYAMIGAS15 to receive 15% off a one-time purchase. That's HEYAMIGAS15, H-E-Y-A-M-I-G-A-S-15 to receive 15% off. Um, next question is, where do you go in Mexico? Um, okay, so I don't know if this means Mexico City or just Mexico in general. Ew, did you hear that? <laughs> that was a weird sound. Um, okay, so we go obviously to Mexico City to see my the rest of my family. Um, 
flights are pretty affordable to go to Mexico City, cheaper than like going to New York or something, which if I had to choose between the two, I would 100% rather go to Mexico. So, um, okay, so Mexico City, yeah, we are, we usually stay in the city so that we're like walking distance of like food and restaurants and just like fun things. Um, if we're going on a casual trip, like a weekend type of thing, we go to Valle de Guadalupe. It is in between Tecate and Ensenada. It's uh, it's like the valley. It's like, honestly, a, I've never been to Napa, but it's a better Napa. <laughs> um, food is better. Wine is better. And it just like, I honestly love the drive. I love being there. My dad lives in Tecate because he commutes to San Diego during the week for work, but he lives out there. So um, it's fun. Like anytime we're there, we get to see him and visit and such. Um, and he loves it. It's just like a slower pace type of lifestyle. Um, Valle is like 20 miles from Ensenada. So pretty close to the water if you want to do something. But for the most part, it is a place that you just like, we've taken our kids. Um, but I, I think it's fun to go with either friends or your partner or something or like on a group trip because um you do kind of have to like drive around to things so that's what was kind of annoying for us like with the kids it's like loading them in and out of the car but everything is close by too so it's like really not that big of a deal um but there are some cool airbnbs and hotels out in that area it's easy to do for the weekend you know um we love it there so (laughs) okay uh next question oh my god someone asked what's the deal with you dating your uncle ouch okay I guess this could be like part of the cheese man hour so I think I've mentioned or I've made jokes about it like in other episodes (laughs) so funny so uh not my biological uncle um Long story short, uh, my parents used to pastor a church when I was younger, and uh, they hi they hired this um these group of brothers from San Bernardino who did worship. They're all musicians, and I was dating the drummer um for a long time, and then <laughs> the reason why we broke up was because my mom married his brother so you could say family functions are a little funny now (laughs) no he's a really nice guy like it's honestly not awkward and he's married and his wife is just a total sweetheart they have kids around the same ages as Hendrix and Rio so it's not it's not that awkward you know and it happened like so long ago but uh yeah there was that cheese man lots lots more cheese man from that story but um i am gonna cap it right here because i this was a longer episode so um yeah i will check back in with you guys i'll give you a little palm springs update a part of me wants to unplug i don't know yet maybe i'll just take my film camera like and it's not even because i'm like i need social media but i'm just like i just want to like tell the world what we're doing right now you know but i also i don't care enough to do that so maybe i will just 
I don't know. We'll see. But with that, thank you so much for tuning in. If there is anything specific you guys want to hear about or if you want a part two, holler, let me know. But with that, um, I hope everyone has an amazing week and we'll talk soon. Bye.